Welcome to the good, the bad, and the sequel with your hosts, Doug and Jamie. We are back, and this is the movie podcast where we're talking sequels, and we do it in two parts. The first, an interview with an actor, someone involved that made the film worth watching, and the second, a discussion of the sequel, what they got right, what they got wrong, and how it could have been better. I'm so excited about talking about this week's movie, but I really hope you enjoyed that insight from last week's interview with Vernon Wells, talking about how he landed the gig as Wes in Mad Max 2, this week's film. But before we get into this dystopian future that is so unbelievable, I have to introduce you to my partner in the sequel watching journey, Jamie Riccardi. Jamie, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome, Doug. Awesome. Good, good. How do you think, obviously, if you're watching this on video, you could see me if you're listening to it. I am dressed like a, one of my, probably the easiest character to dress <laughs> as in the movie, not my favorite character, but the mechanic. I even got an earring. Uh, I, you know what? For a second, I didn't think you were here. I thought the mechanic was there. So uh, pretty good. And the mechanic, one thing I just have to say now, because just in case I forget, I thought he was a paraplegic because <laughs> he was on that harness for like most of the movie. And then he's walking. Yeah. That was- well, you know, I, it's first of all, I don't think anyone outside of Wes and Max, I don't think anyone has names. Does anyone have names in a movie? Uh, well, they do, and I meant to print that out, but they had names that just basically were what we would call people anyway, like uh, the tall guy uh. that I wrote down. He's a gyroscope because that's yeah. like his helicopter. Well, and, and then you obviously have Humongous because that was you know pretty Lord, creative. Lord Humongous, <laughs> uh, Max Feral Kid. That's no, nice. okay. Yeah, but see, now, do they mention his name, like Feral Kid, in the movie? <laughs> oh, yes. So they all, so I'm saying that in the movie, no names are mentioned. It's oh, all just like. Well, well, they're not real names, but they call him like something that's not descriptive. Like just description, like Woman Warrior. <laughs> Who, by the way, before we get into this, Smoke Show. Oh, and has she done anything else? Because I, ch- I tried. Her up. I, so did I. I couldn't find anything. I don't know how she didn't because she was awesome. You know, she yeah, was, she looked like someone else. That's why when I saw her, I'm like, I've seen her before, but I yeah, yeah. No, she looked like she could have been like a Charlie's Angel or something. Like she oh, was, yeah. yeah, she was hot. Now, I don't know a lot about scripts or how many pages a script should be, but I, I can't imagine this being more than like three pages. <laughs> the whole movie. I mean, first of all, there's very little dialogue. There's not honestly <laughs> the last twenty in the minute minutes of the movie, nobody talks. But even in the beginning, I mean, I think the music is awesome. Like the oh, music, yeah. the music is what makes the movie, but there's really no dialogue. There's no names to anybody. And there's really just like one plot, just trying to get guess. Like there's really, like, there's nothing outside of that. Than, like I think the, whoever wrote the script probably didn't get paid a lot. <laughs> did you, did you see who did the music for this movie? I did not. Okay. So two movies ago, we were graced with the amazing guitarist, Jimmy Page. This movie, Brian fucking May of Queen. I don't know if it's – no, you know what? Now you say that, so I don't know if it's the same guy. Oh, damn. So, because I, I read something that they have the same name, and, you know, this was filmed in Australia, and they thought the, – the, the, the reviewer thought it was also Brian May, but it wasn't. So, ah. But for cool sakes, let's just say it was. Yeah. Other Brian May, if you're listening, you're okay too. So, so one thing, you know what I love? 
I love when there's like a little bit of drag out before the title card. Again, right away, we just see it. I think there's nothing is even happening. It just says Mad Max 2. Right away. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, another, I guess, a trivia that I didn't realize until later on. So there's Mad Max. Then they made Mad Max 2, but they called it the Road Warrior. Yeah. Okay. But it's the same movie. Yeah. Because, so, so why did they change Road Warrior? Because if you look at some sites, it actually says Road Warrior. Then it, sometimes it'll say Road Warrior, Mad Max 2. And sometimes it says just Mad Max 2. Oh, I don't know. That's weird. But it's the same movie. Maybe they just like had to use different names for different countries for some reason. But how about the third one? Have you seen the third one? A long time ago. Oh. I, just know, I just know there's Tina Turner and there's like a, a cage or something when they fight in or something. It's jumping. called the Thunderdome. And before they start fighting, she looks around. She goes, two men enter, one man leave. Okay. Dude, if we can get somebody from that one. <laughs> well, I, supposedly part two is the best one. Oh, dude, okay. Rotten Tomatoes. Did you see the Rotten Tomatoes score? No. 93%. So okay. you're telling me this is 83 points higher than Weekend at Bernie's 2? Um, well, I don't think there was a script in Weekend at Bernie's 2 either, so it's a good possibility, you know. Uh, but this had better music. So, uh, you know, and listen, you know what? I remember vaguely the first Road Warrior, I mean, not Mad Max. Um, I remember it being a little slower. You know, obviously a lower budget because I think Mel Gibson was like 22 at the time, you oh, know, yes. the first movie. Um, but I, I don't know what the budget is this one, but they had to up it compared to the first movie. It was $4 million and it made 36 That's awesome. Dude, so I didn't see – I don't remember the first one. I'm sure I've seen it. But the beginning of this movie, that montage with his wife and his baby and his wife gets decapitated. Yeah, they show you clips from the first, which was cool because, again, if you haven't seen it or you haven't seen it in a long time, it kind of gives you an idea of Max because yeah. he's, he's obviously a legendary kind of character, you know? So, yeah, that was very cool. And then you had the narrator, which I need to get into later. We'll, we'll get into it later on. Wait, who was the narrator? The kid. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Oh, you, you, you felt like, like the actor? <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be somebody famous. No, but I mean, the, the narrator sounded like a Harvard scholar, like a professor. And, 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 you know, I mean, we'll get it to the kid, but the kid doesn't take, he grunts the whole movie. He's like the, from Land of the Lost. He looked like a, you know, one of the, the what are they called? I forget what oh, they're called. Oh, what's their buddy? Taka. Taka, okay. That's what he looked like. But somehow he sounds like a scholar from Harvard later on as he gets older, which, you know. Oh my God. <laughs> so I, one thing I love about this movie, there's a lot I love about this movie, but Action right away. And we see Vernon Wells as Wes right away. And God, they just don't fuck around, dude. He gets in the arm. He gets shot. And he just, like nothing, pulls it out. And then just that, that scream that he and that look that he has in this movie. He, first of all, now, was this made, this was made before or after Commando? Oh, before? this is his first movie. Okay. So he looks way bigger here. Than oh, he does yeah. in Commando. Uh, and he looks so different. I mean, he, it just shows you what kind of great actor he is because for years, I never knew that was the same yeah. guy. Like, it really, I mean, he really did an incredible job. But I do have to question two things about him in this movie. What, are you going to question that he can do flips? That's one of them. Um, you know, <laughs> however, I, was he the, like, now the village people came out in the, in the 70s, right? Yes. Because he was wearing the same pants that I think the, one of the you know one of the singers in the village you know the assless chaps oh the biker yeah yeah, yeah. so he was and was that his 
his mate on his on his bike? I didn't see that. I thought, and then later in the movie, he gets put into timeout by Lord Humongous. He has him on the chain, and he has him held back, and then he like lets him loose, and he goes insane. So I don't know what that was. I I yeah. Well, I think they're just holding. I don't think it was timeout. I think it was just like let the let let's release the dogs, and you know let him because he was he was kind of you know like Lord Humongous sounded very intelligent, you know. <laughs> Compared to everybody else in the movie, you know, yeah. and, and I, you know, uh, Wes is such a, a, a wild animal, you know, he'd really, and, but the guy that was a guy right on his bike, the blonde yeah. hair guy. Okay. So was that his, like, I mean, was that his boyfriend? I don't know. It seemed that. And then now I know you're saying this, there's no girls in their gang at all. No, the girls are all in the other. So that's kind of weird, but maybe they just don't. That is weird. Wouldn't they want to like procreate so their gang can grow and be around for a while? Well, maybe they, maybe they learned, you know, maybe in the, in the future, in the dark, dark future, they're able to have uh, men can have babies. <laughs> I mean, not for nothing. Chaka, Chaka, whatever his name is, the feral kid. Yeah. You know, that could have been produced from, a, you know, I mean, there, listen, there's a lot of weird looking characters. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's, there's abnormal births in the future. Who was his mom or dad? No one, right? We didn't know. They only really showed two women. You know, they had the, the older yeah. tough one and the, and the hot one. So I don't know. Yeah, and then they showed the young one, the young one that was going to leave with oh, the okay. scope. Which, okay, she wasn't bad looking either. Okay. I don't know how old she was. Because I'm like, this guy has like brown teeth. He's like <laughs> drinking all his gasoline and diesel fuel. She, was, she looked like she was probably in her 20s. Okay, but she wasn't good looking. I mean, she was. I mean, she wasn't bad looking. She was. She was okay, right? He was hideous. So, <laughs> like, but again, you know, I guess maybe if you're used to seeing the same people over and over again, you know, you you welcome fresh meat. Or she's probably like, you know what? I'm about to get murdered by all these guys that come in. <laughs> so maybe this is a pretty good exit. <laughs> okay. All right. So Max. So we 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 obviously see Mel Gibson. He's Mad Max, and like this whole thing about getting the gasoline. It is such a wild concept because we don't think that could be a thing. Like right now, they're like paying people to take gas because there's like too yeah, much. But think, think about when we had like a major thunder, uh, uh, snowstorm and the people, I think maybe it was Sandy or something. Sandy, yeah. Okay, it was Sandy or the, okay, the floods. People were lining up to get gas oh, then. You know, so I could see that in the future how important it can be. However, <laughs> I, feel, I, I feel like the bad guys waste a lot of gas. They do. Because they're constantly driving in circles, going around. Like, so like, I feel like they have a surplus of gas somewhere that no one knows about. Yeah. Well, they do. They definitely do have – they have it some, They have to have it somewhere that they have it stored. We never saw like where their lair was because we always saw them just hanging out in the desert. But how about just the way Max has to get everything? He doesn't have like a can. He just like – the gas is pouring out of this semi-truck that's like flipped over. So he's just like – putting all these random like Tupperware kind of things, filling it up just to be able to get to his car. But how about the one guy that he dumped over that just coming out of the car, like a fiery car, you see the hand come out and then the one dead body falling out of the semi truck. Dude, that was cool. Just to get into action right away within five minutes. So great. for And no dialogue. Like, I mean, as soon as the narration was over, there was a good 15 minutes of the movie. Like when it really started, not a, no one spoke. Yeah. Wes, Probably speaks probably the most. Or well, he, he, the most. He gra- I would say he growls a lot. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that's considered speaking, but yeah, he's, uh, he was awesome. 
So then we get to, so he has the gas, his dog, his dog's name's dog. I don't know if he had a name for it, but in the, everywhere you look, it's, it's dog. But I, I see him. And you know, it's funny. I watched The Walking Dead and one of the characters got a dog later in the seasons and he called him dog. So maybe it's something to do with, you know, the future. <laughs> a future, I guess. I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, I guess they do. Well, listen, considering no one else has a name in the movie except for Wes and Max, are you surprised that dog has dog? It'd be great if the dog had like, uh, you know, like Professor Buttercup and he had like a real name and everybody else just like, but uh, so then they have to go. He's, you know, again, he's always looking for, just thinking about having to do that. Always looking for gas. You need your fuel to keep going. So he sees the little helicopter, which was pretty cool. Just sitting there. He goes up and gy- his name's Gyroscope Man. I'll tell him, I'm calling Tall Guy because that's a, that's a mouthful every time. He pops out from underneath the sand and, dude, he has him held captive. And you're like, holy shit. So was he setting, like, because he kind of like was like a snake, you know, and that's what, that, that's what brought Mel Gibson over to grab the snake. So, like, yes. was he, like, was, was that a trap to get Mel Gibson? Was that what he was trying to do? Well, no. Well, we know later in the movie he uses the snakes to protect right. his fuel. So, so let me ask you this. Okay, so Mel Gibson comes by. You know, obviously he needs the the um, the fuel. How long do you think that guy was underground? Like, <laughs> no. I, because it doesn't seem like there's a lot of people in the future. So, like, what if he's down there for like a couple of days? Like, he's just waiting for someone to come by. and just happens to see Mel Mel Mad Max come over. You know, it's funny the 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 movie Red Dawn. There's a scene like that sort yep. of. And I remember watching it like not even that long ago. And I was like, God, how long were they waiting there? Like, what if they never came? And you're just like, all right, I'm going to pop up. It's like playing hide and go seek. You're like, I'm going to pop out now. And then, and then they're right there. But if you like wait, I don't know. But no, so he has him. He f- turns the tables on him because dog saves him. And then well, for, first he goes to, which we find out that his gasoline is rigged. So yeah. he had, so Max tells him, he goes, you could try to steal it, but you're going to blow up. Like, you know, he has a trap on there. I don't know if the guy really believes him, but then he also has a knife under there. Yeah. Like he, I mean, like, you know, that's what I, I did like about this movie where, you know, as unrealistic the movie is, there's a lot of realistic aspects of it. Again, like you, you discussed where he has to go for the gas. He has to use every everything he can to store as much gas as he can. You know, it's not like he's walking around with a gas, t- uh, you know, can yeah. and he's able, you know, so it's very cool. So even like protecting the, as scarce as gas is, he's protecting what he has, you know, but so I thought that was pretty cool, but yeah, he turns the table on him. Yeah. And that guy, do you remember what movie he was in? He looks very familiar. I just can't. Was he he's, in the pirates? Was he in the pirates? Of Car- no. he looks like- well, he could be, but he's in one of the movies that we covered. He was one of the tall, dirty Australian guys from Ace Ventura when Nature Calls. Oh, with the with the white bat when they were at the, at the cabin. That was yep. him. Yeah. Ah, I, I could see his teeth hasn't changed much because he, he has the, the same brown, yellow, spacey teeth that he had, you know, in Mad Max. And he was as dirty. <laughs> same thing, if not dirtier. So <laughs> now, so speaking of him, so they, everybody in this movie has weird, cool outfits. He's running around in long johns and pajamas. I know. And then I didn't notice that until the end. And it looked like he was wearing a robe. He had a, yeah. He had, like a, it looked like a leather robe. <laughs> I don't like, but you know, maybe I feel like he was like that guy that was like kicked out of a gang. Like he was like, he's like, he was like the lamest one. They didn't want any part of him. And he just like tried to tag along the whole time. And just, you know, they, they left him out in the desert because he, he had nothing. This guy had uh, nothing. 
No, he didn't. And honestly, I would have shit my pants because when he was in the back seat and the shotgun was pointed to his face and it was being a string tied to the trigger and the dog held the bone and he just growled at him the whole time. That was, oh my God. What if like, you know, the dog just sneezes. Yeah. And, and I mean, and the dog, dog looks like a cute dog. Like it's not like oh, a yeah. ferocious looking dog, but when it starts growling and like, attacking, like it, the dog's pretty nasty. So, oh my God, dude, Lord humongous, Lord humongous. The first time that we see him. So, so Jason did not don the mask until 1982. This came out in 81. So somebody that watched this said like, Hey, let's give Jason a hockey mask Cause it looks exactly the same. Not even, not even just the mask. His his ha- his head his yes, bald head his hair. with with, with the, like the little like sparse, like hair here and there like sparse hair he looks like Jason yeah. like outside of the guy being Mister Humongous or you know Lord Humongous his his whole head is Jason Voorhees. So if Jason walked around trying to kill people in uh, SMN bondage outfit like the guy that, that that's that's the one thing I would love to know is in the future. It's closer that's I maybe like closer that sparse and the only thing that was left was like an S and M shop. He, honestly, like but, but, think about what all they're wearing. They're all wearing leather and leather yeah. in the heat. That's like the worst thing. Yeah. No. Well, I think I think the colonel has, has got to be the hottest. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, you know, you, 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 even you look at the guy. You have the picture right there of Wes's uh, boyfriend or whatever he is. Look at he's wearing. He's wearing sleeveless leather with like spikes on it. No, the other way. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, you got to think of the, the most ridiculous character, now that you mentioned it, was definitely the general. Because, God, everybody else, like, were, were wearing, like, these futuristic things. And I love that everybody wore, like, I know Lord of Yomagus wore a hockey mask, but even the guy that was the leader of the good guys, I guess, we'll call them, uh, he wore, like, a hockey mask, too, when he was driving at the end. So... I don't know, sporting goods stores and S&M. Well, I mean, I, again, I'm sure at the time, you know, again, how, what was the budget? You said $4 million? $4 million? Uh, and, and I think it was only filmed in 16 days. Or something. It was like a short film. The car that Max drives, I was reading, they only made like, like 60 of them. In, in Australia, like only in Australia. So, um, but like, but all the outfits, even, even Gyro, whatever his name is, like, what was he wearing on his head? Was that a like? Was that like a propeller hat? Like was kind that? Kind of, yeah. He was wearing like an old timey, like you know, World War Two kind of era, and then he had the goggles too. It's almost like they sent the, the actors to like a thrift shop and say, "Hey, pick whatever you want to wear." It's like you, you know when you see those like I think it was Big Daddy. He, you know when he tells the kid, "Wear whatever you want to wear," and, and the kid was wearing all different sorts of things. Yeah, it's almost like this. Like they go there, pick whatever. You want. It doesn't matter how ridiculous this is. We're gonna put it in a movie. Yeah, you know my favorite thing about the gyroscope guy was that. He was wearing that outfit. Obviously, it could fit a lot of things in it, but he was pulling out the binoculars that were like super long and he was tired. Man, he got treated like shit this whole movie. And I get it because he was trying to like rob Max, so Max like held against him, but he well, yeah, but he's, about he's way too much. He's kind of a hero at the end. Oh, he's a hero. Yeah. So, but, I, but again, I think it's because he's kind of, he, he's probably that annoying guy that wants to be cool with the you know with the wes and the humongous guys and you know he just you know he's a tag along so he has he learns you know he gets respect from the other group 
That would have been a great little thing if they would have said like, oh, look who it is. It's that guy that you saw. He's hanging out with us. Get him. But uh, no, I love that. So, so Mad Max, you know, he's not the best dog owner. I know there's not a lot of food in the future, but he's eating most of the dog food. He throws it to dog to eat the rest. And I love that the other guy is waiting for the can and he pulls out a wooden spoon. He has like everything he needs on him. He's Inspector Gadget. He doesn't have a home. I mean, like considering he was in the middle of the desert underground, unless like what what he came up from underground, it's like an Oscar the Grouch kind of thing. Maybe. Maybe he has his own like little tunnels under there. But outside of that, he owns nothing. Yet he has like the coolest plane. Like, you know, helicopter, I mean, that he has, like, which is, I'm surprised he is able to have that and no one else has that. Think think of this right now. So I wrote down that they are the odd couple of the dystopian future. I would see Max as, like, the Felix Unger and then Oscar is easily, you know, the guy that walks around with his own spoon. (laughs) Maybe they got, well, did that, that came out in the 80s or late 70s? That had to be the 80s, right? A couple? Oh, no. 70s. Oh, 70s. Okay. So maybe All right. Fired it. All right. Never know. You never know. So Max, so they're sitting there when he looks with his binoculars and then, you know, tall guy pulls out his like super old school like pirate ship scope and they see, I guess they were trying to run for gas. From well, he knew no, he knew there was a that he knew where the gas was. Yeah, well, no, I know he knew tall guy, but they saw those girls and the guy getting chased by Lord Humongous and them. Right. Which God, yeah. I know we saw boobs in that scene, but then it got like Yeah, but you know, listen, if, if you're gonna see boobs, that's not the kind of boobs you want to see. Uh, no, not at all. Um, but again, it's is eighties, right? When when it's eighty one. So 81? They, I think I think it was a proclaimer that if you're gonna make a movie in the eighties, at some point you gotta show boobs. Yeah, even if you just they'll add it in, just boom. yeah, they have to boot at some point. Yes, <laughs> so, but yeah, that was pretty brutal. I mean, you know, and you know it, what I I thought was pretty cool is when he, the tall guy was looking, you could see how disgusted he was. Oh yeah, and, and and that's the first time I realized, all right, you know what, he's not really a bad guy, you know, because he didn't like what was going on. You know, this whole time you don't know his character. He's trying to rob, you know, Mel Mel uh, uh, Mad Max, but. You realize that he's actually he's, he's a good guy. He just still he's still a enigma. Like you don't know what's his deal. Yeah, and then Max like takes his shot. He gets in the car and pretty much goes down. Like it's like a, s- a steep cliff, like Dead Man's Ditch. He goes down there and he kills the one guy that's on top of the girl, but she's already dead. And there's one guy left that's there, barely alive, barely alive. And he promises. That's where Max. I get it. I get it. You need gas. But when he goes, if I bring you back there, will you give me, right? Doesn't he even ask for the amount? He's like, give me five liters of gas and I'll bring you back. Listen, it's, 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 you know, we're not, it's a different world, man. You got to survive. So you have to, you know, you really, again, I, you know, I, you see all these movies, you can't trust anybody. So I get it. I mean, uh, Max is a loner. He's got to get what he got to get. No, I love when he does get back and the key goes to the main guy, which I think that guy's name's like Papa, Ganola. It's something weird. It's like a he looks game. familiar to it, and I tr- I looked him up. I didn't I didn't really see him anything, but he has that face. He kind of looks yeah. like that older guy um, with a deep voice. Um, he was. You ever see um, Payback? Yeah, I don't. Oh, remember. what's his name? Oh, you. He was it, maybe he was in the old like Magnificent Seven. Um, not like Lee Majors or one of those. Not Lee Majors. Oh, Lee Majors. Like- Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin. Kind of looks like that face. Like right. Yeah, sort of. 
But so I love when he gets back there and he goes, so I made a deal. I'm going to be out of here. I made a deal with him for five liters of gasoline. And then he goes, your deal died with him. And the guy's dead on the ground. You're like, holy shit. And then this is the part every, cause we don't know any of these people at all. And they just start screaming at each other. Cause the one says, Hey, we need to get out of here. And then the older woman with like the darker hair who later is kind of nice to Max, but she's screaming. I can think of that. I think that was her son or her husband. So she's freaking out. Everybody's freaking out. You don't know what's going on. And then Lord Humongous comes on the microphone and dude, oh. well, Max is also wearing leather, right? As yeah. Lord Humongous. So think about it from their point of view. You got this guy dragging one of their own who's dead. You can't trust the guy. He's yeah, wearing the same kind of leather as Lord Humongous's group. So I, I was thinking is, you know, they didn't trust him and they thought he probably killed them and trying to steal their Yes, that's what I thought. So I, I don't think they, you know, the deal was, wasn't going to happen anyway because I think they did, just didn't trust them right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. So two things we, we kind of mentioned before, but this is when we first seen the mechanic, me, and we see Woman Warrior and hi, she looks like, you know what she looks like? She, everybody else is dressed. You look at their outfits. It kind of looks like thrift store. Her outfit reminds me of like a stormtrooper or in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, like in the future. Like what they were wearing at the school and like that opening scene. Well, it looks exactly like that. hundred percent. Well, I mean, listen, they had to show her figure. They had to find the tightest thing she possibly could wear. I mean, I wouldn't have mind to see what, you know, Lord Humongous was wearing put on her, you know, something like that. You know, that might've been a nice, but yeah, they, they, they had a, you know, she was the only thing attractive in this dark, ugly person world, yeah. you know, because outside of her, pretty much everybody's ugly. <laughs> you know, it's like, it just, you know, it is what it is. So, so I wrote this down because I think we already saw him really quick, Feral Kid. But when he's running away, because he sees Max when he first gets in there, he's like scaling something and he goes down and he has like a little, like a tail looking thing coming out of his pants. I don't know if it's like a raccoon hat kind of tail, but there's one part he has like a tail. So, so well, that's, this is what I don't understand. Everybody there speaks English. I know. So when is it like, so like, it's just so bizarre. Like they don't, there's no explanation. There's no explanation. Like whose parents are, why he, he just grunts. Um, it just doesn't, yet he's the biggest, he's the best warrior they have. Yeah. And the fact that he is the narrator. He yeah, well, speaks. Clear. Like I said, like a professor. So like, there's so much, you want to talk about plot holes? Like, I mean, that's, you know, again, he's just, I, I don't honest. I really don't get that whole thing, but, he was awesome. I mean, he, to me, he was the toughest one. He, he, was, he was braver than everybody in that whole gang, you know, of, of the good guys. Yeah. Um, he was awesome. And he knows how to use a boomerang pretty well, I think. You might say plot hole, but I say an M. Night Shyamalan twist. Because who would think that that is the friggin' narrator, the kid, the kid that grunts, and then coos like wolves? How about that part? Oh, no, that happened just before this. So before Max brought the body in, those guys came back. Wes and the gang came back to check out the scene and Max is able to drag that guy's body into the ditch. And those guys are like right over the hill and friggin' the kid starts cooing. You don't even see him. You just hear like howling and they're like, Oh, we can't go over that way. And the friggin' kid is the one that's doing it. It looks so bad, but it's so funny. He saved Max multiple times. Oh yeah. Like, you know, so yeah, but again, yes, I agree. The twist, I t- totally did not see that coming. 
but explain something. Explain why he's the only person that, that I think even Wes sounds more intelligent than this kid. Like, you know, oh, the yeah. kid, you know, so it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. No, I know. And then even at this point, so when Lord Humongous is outside in the, uh, like with everyone, they have a couple more of the people still hostage, like tied into the tied the, on the truck for the rest of the movie. That's pretty One cool. One of them's on there for the rest of the movie. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it was a great guy too. And I wish I could have like dressed up like him, but uh, I don't think he's even on here. Toady, the MC, <laughs> <laughs> the rock and roller of the Ayatollah. He, he he looks familiar too. Like he looks like uh, like an old school like comic comedian kind of thing. Because he, I forget, I forget his name, but he looks very familiar. But yeah, he was great. He was another one that was yeah. But he was kind of dumb. He tried to catch uh, a oh. metal boomerang that just went through someone's head. So Feral Kid comes out right right away. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right away. Right away, throws it. Wes ducks. It goes into Wes's quote unquote boyfriend's head. And he bleeds out. He's dead. Did, did, did the fingers go first or the... No, the, fingers are afterwards. No, fingers were after Wes threw it. Remember okay, okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Ah! yeah. <laughs> he threw it. The kid ducked and it was like... Shoo, shoo. Yeah, yeah. And then Toad jumps up. And I love the zoom in and all of his fingers. That, that, was, that was pretty cool though. That was pretty cool. I mean, you know, yeah, that was... All. But he didn't seem like it hurt that much. Like he didn't, he, he didn't scream or anything. He was just like, you know, like, like, like he was numb to it. And then he just got, dude, when he goes ballistic in this movie, obviously this is a movie he did 40 years ago. So it's not like when I asked him to do some of the commando lines, which was like, I had to do, like, I could not like live with myself and be like, oh, you know what? I never asked Bennett to say his favorite <laughs> commando line, but like to ask him to do these lines, he couldn't do it because the neighbors would probably be called because he has to like scream. He goes, we go in and we kill him. <laughs> he just goes absolutely fucking crazy. Yeah, the the rest of the movie, he's just insane. He's just, yeah, he's hunger. So Lord of Humongous, he says walk away seven times. Just leave the gas and walk away. Well, you don't think he would sound like that, right? No, well, he's, he, he must have some kind of, maybe he has like one of those trachea, tracheotomies. And, you know, I mean, you know, listen, you don't know. You know, I wonder. <laughs> listen, as big as Wes is, Lord Humongous would wreck him. Oh, I know. Lord, I mean, he's huge. Do you think the feral, maybe the feral kid is the love child of Lord Humongous and Wes in the future? <laughs> now, I was thinking now was going to be a twist to mention who this kid's parent was. Because at the, we'll, we'll obviously go, <laughs> go back to this, but later in the movie when they're like, oh, we got to leave, we got to leave. Like people are trying to grab him, but there's no like person that he's gravitating towards. So he almost seems like he showed up one day, even if they threw in like exposition like that randomly, just like, yeah, he showed up here four years ago. Didn't speak nothing. Something. Where's his training? The kid's like eight years old. I mean, he's not even like, he's not even like a, like a teenager. He looks like he's younger than 10, you know? Oh, so yeah, he's like six or seven. I thought I'd say, so he's a young kid who has in incredible training, you know, it doesn't speak at all. One word yeah. of English. Yeah, it just it's just weird. And then Max was nice enough to give him a, a music box that was like Pop Goes the Weasel, and he was like so fascinated because he's never been a kid. Yeah, he's out here throwing deadly boop. What now? I know why he doesn't have a parent. Because if you're a parent, why the hell would you let your kid throw around a metal razor sharp boomerang? Well, maybe he killed his parents. Like he, he, his father goes, "Hey, you want you want to try the new boomerang out?" and there you go. 
<laughs> all right. All right, feral kid. Just make sure you tell dad when you throw it. <laughs> Oof. Cuts his head right off. And he lives underground. Yeah. So again, like, but like, so like, is, is he part animal? Like, I mean, like, that's like, he doesn't, he doesn't live in like, as, as everybody else. He lives underground, doesn't speak English, and his hair looks like a, uh, Peggy Bundy. Yes. yes. <laughs> so how about when he, he, they convince him to go get the truck in order to leave. He goes, I know there's a semi. I can help you get the gas out of here. So he carries, it was like a Stallone training montage. Like that's like one of the deleted training scenes from Rocky four. He is carrying them on a stick, five liters of gas, which would he need five liters to get back? I don't think yeah. it was that far. He walked that far. Yeah. Well, I think the funny part was the fact that when Gyro, he sees Gyro and he makes him carry it the rest oh. of the way. And the poor guy, he's a, he, he, you know, he probably weighs like 140 pounds soaking wet. You know, he's a skinny guy. But uh, hey, listen, it's like his own little pet. Just yeah, like, uh, like Wes had one. Yes, yes. No, you, he was like trying to get away. He was so tired because he was so hungry and thirsty. And he just saw his trail and he caught up with him. And then he had a gun on him. And the bolt, the bolt that he had was a dud, yeah. which happens a lot of times. And he was warned about. I think tall guy told him it's probably yeah. a dud. So, yeah. Well, I don't think Max is really, you know, as, as smart as he is with some of his contraption stuff, he, I don't think he has a lot of common sense. No, not at all. No, he seems like just all business. He can, like, do grunt work. But when it comes to, like, using his brain, it's not that good because he screws up. A lot. loses his life. Cause yeah. He, mistake that he makes so then they finally get back to the gyroscopes place and he's so excited because there's a car there and there's a dead body and his snake and then he's oh my god dude so this dog i know you said the dog was probably uh, it looked nice yeah that dog they must have like put something on him so the dog would like nip at him but dude that time the dog almost caught him so good when they were trying to both grab the fake snake yep yep no, the, 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 dog, the dog was like, you know, again, very cute, but like ferocious, man. It was yeah. like, but I, I prefer that. Like, you know, it would be, if, if Mad Max had, you know, a, a Rottweiler, you know, you're going to expect a dog to be this, you know, crazy animal. But like, when you yeah. see like, a, you know, you don't expect him to act like that. I thought that was pretty cool. No, it was good. I love when Max is like rummaging through the guy's stuff. The one thing that just like, I, I can't stop thinking about is why would he have one large die? One dice, supersized in its own compartment on his like utility belt. All the other utility shit, he had, like shot, like shit. He had some shotgun shells, but that was like so bizarre that he had that. My earring just fell. I, again, it, I think they just went to the thrift store and they said, "Hey, listen, add whatever you can and do you know it doesn't have to make sense because the movie's not going to make a lot of sense." So. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right, so uh, so now. Right after that, they take the copter in order to get to the semi as like quick as possible. So they load all the gas in, they go there. And this was oh, didn't they catch him again right now? Yeah, it was well this is with the this is with the, the is this a dog scene? No. Okay, okay. No, not yet. Oh. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, no, this is when they go to the semi because he, he was talking about getting the tanker for him. So he's filling it up. And then Wes starts seeing them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. That is such an awesome scene. This is when he follows him back, right? Isn't this? 
Because he go isn't this one he he gets chased out of their their area. Wes goes to their the good guys. Yeah, well, yeah. This is when Wes. Well, Wes follows them, and remember, he's trying to get the yeah. truck back. Yeah. So this is when he's driving the truck, and he has to go through those guys. So Wes goes nuts. And remember, the one guy was working on the car. They showed it like for a little bit, like, and you're like, why would they show us that guy? And then, like a minute later, the car gets knocked over, and you, obviously, yep. it wasn't him, but he gets squished. But uh, dude, Wes goes absolutely crazy. And how about dude? tall guy in the helicopter dropping freaking snakes on people and the one bites the guy that's getting ready to shoot max yeah that's yeah the first time he saves him no that was awesome uh, and you know the, the the one thing i noticed in this movie with a lot of the chases did you notice that like, they it's almost like they were they had a speed limit they couldn't go too fast so what they did was they fast forward to the camera like oh, the, they the did, film yeah. Look ridiculous, like like it almost looked like a Benny Hill kind of like you know like fast forward part. You know a lot of the chase scenes. And now gas is so sparse, but somehow they have nitrous like night like nitro gas. Like oh dude, that was crazy. But where do they get that from? I don't know where they would. But it seems like it was very rare because they they saved it for an occasion, and it almost like shocked him. Like later's, but uh, all right, we'll, we'll get to that. All right, all right. <laughs> so another like kind of callback. I know, obviously, you said it wasn't really Brian May, but we're gonna say it is. But how about Lord Humongous's gun? Did that remind you of Widely? Wiley? Widely. Oh, I thought you said Wiley. No, no, no. Wildy. 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 It's Wildy it's a, from Death Wish 3. Paul yeah. Casey's gun. Dude, it didn't obviously it wasn't the same gun, but dude, it, it, it had the red velvet on the inside. And it was a weird looking gun because it it had like a revolver. He was loading the bullets in and it had like this super long scope on it. And dude, he sucked with that gun because I don't think he hit one person. Oh, but he go, it goes through cars. Like it was it was oh, it, yes, it's, yeah. it's powerful. But yeah, I mean uh it's it yeah. When you said why I, it's Wiley, I'm thinking of Wiley Coyote because that somehow that name comes up every podcast. It does, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, it, I wonder. Like again, I wonder if, like, was that a real type of gun? Like, I mean, it, like Wildy was. Like, was it a, or did they like? I yeah, mean, I don't know. It anything. looked like it could be good. It looked just like a gun with a scope on it. But so but, here's a character that I that I that should be on this behind me. How about the guy that we own, we never saw until he died. The guy in the pink car. So Max gets into the fortress. They're trying to close it up. And I love that because they have the refinery. Yep. They have all the, the gas. And they they have the freaking uh, uh, flamethrower right at the gate to keep yep. the guys back, which is so cool. But the one guy has like a pink beard, pink hair, and he's in like a pink car. It's like pink ladies from Greece. And he gets lit up. He dies right away. But dude, Wes inside of the fortress is just beautiful. he's he's running climbing jumping everywhere he's just like a one-man army man that was the, that was to me honestly i think it was one of my favorite scenes in a whole movie oh hell yeah when he jumps over the one guy and then gives him a lethal headbutt the, the flip he does is ridiculous like you know oh yeah like 15 feet in the air <laughs> but he looks at max and he says you can run but you can't hide and then that's when he like does that flip. Oh my God, dude. It's so unbelievable. How crazy. And that's why what's mind blowing to me is there's all these guys that are helping Max. Uh, Max has to know that 
I know he is a loner, but he's not he's not that good at what he really does. So within hours, he goes, I want to get out of here. I want to leave. It's like, why would you want to do that? Well, you have these I, people that can help you. They have weapons. He has bullets that don't work. Yeah, well, he just, again, he's just a man on his own mission. He's just, you know, I like... I, Okay, so I don't remember the first movie. Is he maybe is this a continuation where is he trying to find his family's killers? Like I don't know. Like see, I don't I don't remember how they died in the first movie or you know his story. But is that what his main? Uh, you're losing something over there. Yeah, my necker chief. <laughs> no, I don't remember if that's what it would be. But I would think he would just want to like try to kill like everyone. But no, maybe his trying. But he never mentions it. We see. No. That. Well, there's not a lot of mentioning it. I'll say the, the, the plot is guess. That's all the plot is. There's nothing else. There's just moving guess from one place to another. The one Lord Humongous line that I love is when he says, I promise you, nobody, nobody gets out of here alive. And then that montage of them torturing the people that were on the front of all the cars. Cars, yep. Whew. <laughs> that was like, holy shit, dude. And then the next thing after that, it's funny. I like obviously these don't, things don't happen right away, but in the notes, it's that, and then tall guys being a creeper to a girl that looks young. But but she was she she there was interest there when when he you know I like, know. But again, you're you're if you look at the, it's pretty slim pickings in a whole crew, you know. So and they all seem old for the most part. They are no, they are right. So you know he's kind of a kid out of anything. Well, There's one kid. He's, he's not really a kid. Yeah. Part animal. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's what it is. I mean, uh, you know, she's like fresh meat. Plus, you know, he's tall and lanky. And a lot of times they say tall and lanky guys, you know. What? Are tall. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, what, do you, what do you think? She's like sick and tired of the general? Okay. Can we speak about the general now? I actually. <laughs> Wait, can we talk about that? He reminds now that I, that his name's the general. It's like the auto insurance guy that he walks around in that hat the whole movie. <laughs> the, the general. <laughs> he, he also reminds me of, and I don't, I don't know if you remember this show. I mean, it was in the 70s called Soap with Billy Crystal and everything else. Yeah. Okay. So there was a general, it was what, the father that I think he had Alzheimer's, but he always wore the, like the suit and everything else. Oh, and, that's great. And and he this guy obviously his mind's not there. He's all he, he wants to go to Sunny. He's showing like a, Ma, a Max a brochure where they're oh, going with naked women on it. That was the weirdest thing. I was I I rewound it and paused for research for the podcast. Of course. Uh, what kind of research? Uh, I we I take this seriously, so I want to make sure that if I said, "Hey, she's nude," somebody doesn't watch this or listen to it. And they're like, "Hey, Doug, you're a fucking phony because she was not nude." So you're taking care of the audience. Taking care of the audience and maybe myself later. I don't oh. know. No, Weird. but it, when I went back and paused <laughs> it, and I was like, oh my God, what kind of brochure? It looked like Florida. It was like, it was so bizarre that he had it, and it wasn't like faded. And they seem like they've been in these tough times for a long time now because nothing is new to them. No, nothing's new. And he's like, he's trying to tempt Max to go with them. He goes, oh, it's sunny places. They're in the middle of the desert. I They're know. surrounded by sun all the time. I think the last thing you want to go to is another sunny place. I know. You know? And it's 2,000 miles away. <laughs> Do they have enough gas for that? Because, I don't know, we'll get into that whole part. But uh, so, so, yeah, so the general and the leader, the good guys, are trying to convince Max to stay to drive the tanker. And he's just, like, not bite, biting. He actually punches the one guy when – because they want Max. Again, I don't know why they would want him. I get it. They've seen him drive like a couple times. 
but would you want a guy that you think would maybe, if you don't trust him before, that he might just take it and go? Yeah, you know, I think at this point they they haven't seen anyone step up to those guys the way he has. Yeah, you know, too. So it's you know, I plus the I mean, it's probably a dangerous. Obviously, it's a dangerous job to to be driving that truck. So they figured, you know what? Why waste one of our own? Let's just so, yeah. throw someone in there we don't know. He's the general. He's probably he's old. <laughs> Lived a long life. It's all right. So so the feral kid tries. He's trying to dude. He's trying to do whatever. He, he can without saying words, obviously, to like convince Max to stay. And then he kind of he tries to go with him because he because he hides in his in his I don't know he hides in a car door. I, I think the kid just wants to leave that place so bad. Oh yeah. So I, I, so I don't think it was I don't think it was convincing Max to stay. I think it's yeah. convincing Max to take me with you. Yeah. <laughs> he's like they're not teaching me anything here, <laughs> nothing because there's no other kids. At all. How is there not accidentally another kid? Yeah. Unless they're all related. It's possible. I don't know. Maybe this was the start, the origin of Texas Chainsaw. Oh, maybe. Sounds good. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he leaves. This is the part we were kind of talking about before. So Max leaves. He goes out. And, dude, you think? Again, these guys are just waiting. They have no lair. Their whole, I don't think they have anywhere to go either. The bad guys, they just hang out in the desert and they're just waiting there. And then Max just, again, like you said, the fast forward in the driving, which kind of a little like not old, but it was just like, okay. And then the aerial shots. But then, dude, when that Wes hit that NOS and tapped him in the rear, so. he, dude, when he dumped over, yeah. did you expect that? No, no. I no. did not remember that at all, that he was like that torn up for the rest of the movie. Well, you know, again, I, I think even like with the good guys, like you said, they don't show any any home. They don't show home at all. And, you know, so I, I, they, I, I, I get what they're trying to do with this movie, but they leave so many holes. They just seem like, well, you don't understand what's going on. Like oh, where yeah. are they where are they coming from? Where you know where they? Why did they have all this gas? Again, the bad guys are constantly driving around. They don't seem to be scourging for gas. <laughs> so like that doesn't make sense. And electric, they're, they're electric, and they're negotiating with the good guys. Yeah, why don't they just overtake it? I know that's like another thing that I thought they were going to do that earlier. Obviously, they were in there. Wes was in there. He was able to escape after he had bet at the guy, and they were like <laughs> shooting the flamethrower at him, and and it just never. I know. So I, 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 I don't know what the bad guys' purpose. Like, what are they looking for? Like, I, I don't think like because they weren't looking for that. Were they looking for the gas to begin with, or they were just? No, they were looking for the gas. So we, that's what we don't know. They didn't say anything about like, oh, you know, they didn't again. No exposition about anything that happened before this. Because couldn't they have just sent a quick line like, you know, these guys have been hassling us for the last two months. They've come from Eastern and they've been, I don't know, pillaging everybody or something. They were just like, these guys are here. <laughs> like, there's nothing to know. Yeah, like, I know. hey, these guys have tried to storm our place before, but we stopped them. Were any, I'd say, I wonder if any of these bad guys were in the first movie. Like, you know, is this like, a, like again, I, I, I don't know the much about the first movie. So I don't, you know, like, I don't know. I just I don't, don't know. know. I, I would have remembered Lord Humongous and like the only other people that really had big lines were like Toadie. Right. Uh, Wes, we know, wasn't in the first one. And then 
how about that there was like three or four guys in their gang that looked like like kind of like village people cops they, they 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 really outside of the two guys they really didn't look like a ferocious gang <laughs> you know so i mean they almost like i almost feel like the the greasy guys in uh, the warriors yeah <laughs> that's what they kind of look like they were just yeah. like a lame like really i mean again wearing chaps and wearing leather and like i think they, those are guys that they, they thought they were really tough but they really just kind of lame they were know, like a lame gang and they were kind of dumb too because obviously it comes back from earlier when he talked about like hey this switch will make my you know if somebody gets too close because that scene dude when they go down there the cop looking guy the village people cop looking guy and toady goes down there wes stays up the car We'll talk about this in a second. Yeah. So he barely gets out of the car, Max, and the dog like kind of helps him out. So he's tying me on a rock. The dog is like sitting on the rock, and the cop goes down there and he points the gun. And I didn't expect it to happen. I, I you know, I, I thought somehow like the, the dog would move out of the way, or you thought that the dog was going, you know. But I didn't. You when you hear that little, oh. you're like, oh no. I was heartbroken when I heard that. It was. Listen, any movie, any movie an animal dies, it's tough. And then the fact that Toady is getting close to the car, we see the thing starts to like beep a little bit. And then the guy's getting ready to kill Max. Explosion happens. How much gas did he have in his car? Unless they filled him up there to leave. Oh, well, they did. They, they did. did. That because, was part of the deal. That was part of the deal. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that because he's like, why would you? Oh, yeah, because this one guy, remember when he's like, why would you let him leave? Why Let him yeah, leave, yeah. but at least keep his car. He's like, no, he's a good man and he honored his word. Oh, yep. that's why. Okay. So they filled it up. Right, right. Because I was thinking, I'm like, that's a lot of freaking gasoline. And cars don't blow up like that. It's not well, a thing. Well, I mean, we're talking about the future. Oh, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, you're concerned about the cars not blowing up like that. Look, look what's going on. It, it, how people address the what's going on, and they have nitro. You know, so I mean, come on. <laughs> so Max looks horrible, dude. They they get him back there. Who brings him back? The copter, right? Oh yeah. Cop, yeah, yeah. Again, two times. Well. Again, you don't know how long that guy was, you know, uh, Gyro was sitting in the desert. So I, I think he just considers Max his friend. It's the, probably the first person he's seen in like, you know, months. So he's like, you know, again, he's, he's the only one that gave him the time of the day. That would have so, been like more of a buddy thing that would have been really funny. If he said that like, hey, best bud, how you doing? I got you some tea and some Vegemite. But, but no, uh, he, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's loyal, this guy. And yeah. he, you know, he easily could have gotten away. But I also think that, you know, he got accepted right away with the other place and now he's, oh, got, a yeah. gr- now he's got a girlfriend. So, uh, you know, what? he's like, yeah, let me, uh, let me stay. Yeah. And then, so everybody's waiting for Max to wake up and they're all waiting outside. So this guy gets up and he looks like shit. Hey, dude, his left side of his body, yeah. his eyes barely open. And then why the hell would they be okay with this guy driving? <laughs> Again, it's a dangerous mission. He's already half dead, so you might as well just throw him out there. And then now, later, we'll reveal later what happens. Then it kind of like makes a little bit of sense. It, it does. It does. And you know what? I was a little confused at first when I, when that happened. I was I like, was very confused. Uh, yeah. And then I'm like, like, what just happened? You know, we'll get to, we'll get to that. But like, but now that you say that, now it totally makes sense. You and know, I'm before st- I, I am still confused because we'll talk about it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what happened? Yeah, because that made no sense. But well, I think it does. Um, but we'll we'll get there. But I think so. 
But I, I'm thinking like, again, they, you know, why, why put someone of our own in a risky situation? Let's throw yeah. Max there. But with the reveal, it makes sense why they did it. Yeah, that's so. true. So, so one part that was like, it kind of happens in a little bit, but I'll mention it because it doesn't have to do with the final scene. But how about like when the three goons go into the fortress, which I don't know why they would go there because <laughs> they knew they were all gone already, but they go in there while everybody else chasing the other people driving away. And when they go in there, it blows up. So that seemed like there was a lot of gas still there. Right. It, was, it took out only three guys. Well, the, 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 the tanker didn't look that big to hold yeah. all, all the gas they had. Like, yeah. you know, when, he's, when he says, I have a truck that could take it, I'm thinking this massive thing. Yeah, it really, yeah. really wasn't as big as I thought it would be. Yeah, and I don't know how long that would last, but I guess enough to get out of there. But uh, so this, you know what this movie, when they showed the cars line up, for the final scene, like when they're getting ready to go and Lord Humongous's gang is like the car one by one going up. God, it reminded me of Twisted Metal. It was like all the cars had these little cool quirky things to them. Like the one cars, how about the guy that was the leader, the Papa Ganola, whatever the hell his name is. His car looked like the ambiguously gay dude. Up, it, guy, did, it did, it did. silver. It looked like a big penis. And I'm like, why is this guy driving a penis? Doesn't Twisted Metal have a whole bunch of weird characters? Yeah. So I wonder, is it, do you think it's based on like Mad Max? Sort of. There are some guys. The guy that, oh, you know what? There is a guy that's like a ripoff mask. Yeah. Max that is in the same kind of car. Yeah. Interesting. Those bastards. <laughs> so tall guy, coolest part of the movie is when he starts dropping napalm on everyone. Dude, he was so awesome from there. Just, he was a really, I didn't think he would be the hero. I want to know how much weight can that thing hold? Not well, it barely holds him because it doesn't even look like there's a seat. That's what I'm saying. So, but but it, it, I, I can't imagine holding that much weight for, to, to do everything it's been doing. I mean, I guess, you know, thank goodness it, it can hold that weight. You know, he's, <laughs> he saved the day. But, um, yeah, now, does he become the new general? I, th- like, I think he is the general. I think when the general dies, he has to wear his clothes for the rest of eternity. I think he's happy to get close. Again, he's running around in his underwear the whole time. So, you know. <laughs> I'm telling you, the one part I'm like – because he the his pants or whatever he was wearing, he was just he, had, he was wearing long john. It was almost like the the onesie long johns. Yeah, that, but they were brown because they were. Like well, I think they were white at one point and then they became brown. Because I'm telling you, one part when they showed him from behind, I'm like, is this guy naked, just wearing a leather? <laughs> he's wearing a leather bathrobe. Well, he was probably the last one to go through the thrift shop. Uh, so <laughs> they all they had was a jacket. And so he's like, oh, listen, you got to wear your underwear, but you know, we'll give you a jacket. (laughs) That's all that's left. (laughs) That's so awesome. And so the guy on the back, uh, oh dude. So we talked about a little bit earlier, but when Wes is chained up and he's like screaming and then he finally, Lord Humongous finally lets him go. And he's like, go batshit crazy. So when they're chasing the tanker, it's the mechanic on top towards the back wearing do you see what he was wearing he was wearing like a black vest that had studs on yep, it yep 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 again bondage store woman warriors in the back but the guy that was in the very very back i don't even know if he had any lines in the movie but he was wearing like the same outfit as woman warrior dude when they throw that freaking grappling hook and it hooks his leg oh my god the pain yeah because the car to rip that, they slammed the brakes on that car that was that did that, and dude, that like an explosion happened, and that guy was done. Well, Man. well, in one of these scenes, 
there this in, in real life the stunt guy that gets thrown somewhere he broke his leg in the middle of he almost died like there's a was scene that where the you, stunt guy that i wrote down that was like flipping yes yep oh and that, that was a real like that was that wasn't a dummy and supposedly like he had a bad crash he totally broke his leg and like they said like he was lucky even just to be alive i mean that was a crazy stunt they did holy yeah. shit no when i saw that part i was like how the frig is this guy? Yep. Given like it didn't even look real. I was like, was that like a dummy? Was no. that the dummy from Police Academy Six? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So where are we at now? We're at the, we're at the, we're at the, the 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 big chase at the end. That's it. This is this is where basically half the characters die. Oh, and this is the first time that I noticed that the mechanic was not a paraplegic. So on the back of the thing, he's like, I'm thinking he's going to be pretty badass. He drops a Molotov cocktail on his feet. And then Woman Warrior, the hot smoking broad that she is, caring, she goes to help him when he's on fire. And he even says like, oh, no, it's okay. I'm okay. And his hand is on fire, clearly. Yep. And then she gets shot by Wes with three darts right in the stomach. Yep. Huh. Yep. That's you know again that they, they you know I'm assuming they, they seem like a group of people that really don't go to war too often. Yeah. So I think it's like that's probably the first time they ever had the cocktail. They ever probably shot a gun or whatever. You know they probably don't even drive. They probably just stand around you know hoarding the gas. So yeah. you know I'm not surprised that half of them all die. Did uh, <laughs> did a, did the general die? I don't know. No, general did not die. Uh, no, he made most, on the bus. No, all the other people were on the bus. It was really okay. just women warrior. She died, which sucked. How about the fact that so this is crazy because she was clearly dead. I thought she was gonna, I thought it was gonna be one of those like one less, like one less shot or something. Yeah, she comes, shoots somebody to yeah. save. Yeah, but how about the fact that the bad guys come up and they want her body? And it's weird because you don't see where her body goes, but you see the mechanic when they pull him out, he goes right to the ground. But I really thought they like took her body and threw her in the car. You didn't see her body go anywhere, you just saw his fall on the ground. but I was like, man, they're fucked up. They, she's dead. What is she going to do? Maybe they're going to eat her. They could eat. Oh, you know what? They, what do they eat? That's, are these eating dog food? <laughs> right. That's a, and listen, if you had a choice to eat any, any of the people that you just killed, she'd be number one on the list. She would be number one. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So... Oh, yeah. And then the next line I wrote, the few of the stunts were wild. One guy looked like he was flying through the air. Yeah. Dangerous. He broke his leg. uh, He's lucky that's all he broke. I mean, based on that, man. Yeah. yeah. God. And then, so this one, the whole gang boards it. So it's just Max and Feral Kid. That's the only two people on board with, you know, the most precious thing that they own, the gasoline. And, dude, this whole ending scene, so awesome. Uh, and and they didn't even wear seatbelts. No, they didn't. They didn't wear seatbelts. Maybe they don't have to wear seatbelts. Oh, you know what? That was a big end ticket. No cops. No cops. <laughs> well, the well, well, there were some cops. I mean, look at your bottom right corner. You <laughs> have the. <laughs> but he also he's he he wasn't afraid to send the eight year old kid to do a lot of like risky stuff. Yeah, dude, that made no sense. And he's like, grab that bullet. Yeah, like, on, no, the, on, on a on on a fast moving truck. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And then Wes was waiting for him there. How about that? When the guys are on top shooting through Wes, dude. And then Wes with the grappling hook yeah. throws it in and almost like hooks Max 
he gets out of the way, just rips the door off, and he's just laughing at him. God, man, he's so badass. Did you did you think Wes uh, died the first time? Like you think um, he would? Nah, no, I think the villain always comes back. Because honestly, I didn't know who was going to be. He had more of a interaction with Max and those people. So I thought he was obviously going to be the main person at the end. Because I just didn't see Lord Humongous being the, the final like boss, so to speak. Which would have been cool. Because we didn't know anything about him. Yeah, yeah. If it was like Mel and him fighting. Like, like, like a Busey and Mel Gibson oh, and Lethal yeah. Weapon. That would have yeah. been awesome. Right. See, I feel, I feel like the ending with those two guys was kind of lame. Um, yeah. Because uh, here's one thing I'm going to say. And you could say, oh, Doug, they did this thing. You didn't see it. But how the hell was Lord Humongous that far? He was behind them. Because you remember what he had? He had those cool like tridents. Right, right, right. Pull it off his car and throwing. And then out of nowhere, he's in front of them by like a half a mile. And he, he didn't see them either. Like he didn't see, like, like it's just the way that whole thing happened. Just, I don't know. It was almost like they're running out of time to fi- finish the movie and they just have to just end it. Like, you know, like, cause I, I expected, like, like I said, a bigger battle. Like it's just like a one-on-one kind of like, you know, something. We wanted it just like we wanted Sadler Willis. Why could that, uh, that movie obsessed me so much because you had such a cool opportunity and they fought for the wing on the wing for two minutes. Not yeah. even, two seconds, two punches. He goes inside and that's it. Just like this. That would have been cool to have him fight Wes maybe or maybe the same thing. Not crash into Lord Humongous. Crash into somebody else. The tanker's over and they're then bo- Lord Humongous both, is there. Yeah, I was going to say they're both, either they're both laying on the ground they both realize and then yeah, something. But, it, but he, So he didn't even kill either one of them. Lord Humongous killed them both. Yeah, I mean, it's just so stupid. You know, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, I know. That was... Ah, <laughs> ah. Yeah, yeah. So now but, we can talk about it because they crash. Okay. So Wes is on the front of the car. Lord Humongous is down the road. They crash into each other. Big explosion. And... So did, did Lord... Like, that, that's... Was he... Like, did he know what was... Like, you see this big tanker with gas. What was he trying to accomplish? I don't know. I don't by, know. Maybe like, he hit the knots by accident or because the way the speed happened, it just seemed like he should have known. That. And he was behind them. Yeah, like I know. I know. Before. I know. Because he threw it into the Papadopoulos. Oh, my God, dude. That part was great because Papadopoulos or whatever, uh, which I know I know it's not his name. But, uh, he's like going to the feral kid. He's like, jump. It's like, jump. Yeah. Dude, they're going like a, you know, 100 miles an hour. You want this kid to jump and try to land the thing. And then – he throws the trident. Jason throws it. <laughs> I can't get over that. I would love to. Now I have to go back and watch Friday the 13th, uh, part three. The, it's, 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 it's totally his hair and his yeah. bald head. There's round bald head. I mean, it's it. But yeah, so, so now, now they, they crash. Yeah, the and- tanker's flipped on its side, and you're like, oh, my God. And then I think it's even starting. I think Max gets up and realizes the cap's off, and it's just dirt. It's sand. Oh, sand, yeah. Yep. And like to me now, I'm like, okay. So, how the hell they wanted to take all the gas? That was the most important thing. I know the most important thing now that we know that they wanted to get all the the women and children, right. and elderly, like out of there. So, wh- how much gas do they have? Because they didn't have another tanker. They showed the they showed the bus at the end. And yeah. Well, where was the gas? Or you know what? Maybe they didn't care about the gas, and they just wanted to get them, get them out of there. 
And you know what? Now that I think about this, so they obviously set Max up. Yeah. Right? That's why he probably wanted the little kid to jump. Oh. I just, you know, I just thought of that. So that's probably why he was trying to get him out of the, out of the truck because he knew, you know, there was nothing there. That's shitty. I wonder if women were, I wonder if everybody was in on that because no, I bet you they weren't. I bet you woman warrior and they didn't maybe only Papadopoulos knew because woman warrior, she was there like defending this thing. Like it was like really, obviously she would do it anywhere because she didn't want to die. But right, just right. before that, uh, do you remember when she says to Max, she's like, sorry, I was so mean to you the first time. You know, you, you're my respect. And I'm like, that's really cool. And then, this shit happens to both of them. So how about this? We didn't mention it before. So he's dropping more napalm and he crashes. <laughs> okay, right? They cra- he crashes. It cuts I, thought he, I thought he was dead. I thought he was like, he died a hero. Of course thought, he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, how could he survive <laughs> that? He gets shot by Lord Humongous. Yeah. Lord Humongous shoots him and then like, Five minutes later. And again, he's got napalm on, on his helicopter. So you're crashing. That's not going to explode. Oh, that, oh, that is true. <laughs> but when we saw him at the end, I'm like, what yeah, the I know. Fuck? Yeah. So Max is the detour. And then in that fit, so the end of the movie, I didn't even realize that he was an adder. The only thing I heard at the end was the fact that he said, I became the leader, right? Yeah, I you know when I first heard that I, I you know I I don't I don't know who like I, I still wasn't putting two two together but it was the kid and I think that's a pretty good twist you know that the kid was like became the leader and he, but it doesn't explain how he he talks like a scholar now from yeah. grunting the whole movie that doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, that was kind of confusing, but uh, and then I love because I left it playing at the end of the movie. I don't know how long you left it on. It's not like I was watching it, but it said exit music. Oh, did it really? The very last thing it's at exit music. So. Well, again, dog, gyro, like, you know, they, they really just ran out of ideas. I think they, I think a lot of this movie was probably improv, you know? Yeah. And, and they just, I think they just made it up. I think the director said, listen, go out there and, you know, telling Wes to go out there and scream and do whatever you want to do. And, uh, you know, just maybe the stunt was the, the stunts were only the thing that were choreographed. I wonder how many lines, like if they did like minutes of dialogue is this movie. <laughs> 15 minutes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, really, there really was, I mean, there was so, it was just all music. I mean, and I, and give the, the guy credit because the music fit well. I mean, oh, and, oh, yeah. and, and the music kept it going. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can't be more than 15 minutes, really. Whoever the Brian May is, you did a hell of a job. <laughs> so that was Mad Max to Jamie. Oh, it was awesome. I mean, okay. you know, it, it's definitely, you know, it's, a, it's, you could, Compared to movies today and action movies, you know, it's dated. It's, it is dated, but so ahead of its time for when oh, it yeah. came out that it still holds water. And if no one's ever seen it, I think, uh, you know, it's totally worth watching, even without watching the first one or even the new one, because the new one was pretty cool. Did you see the Fury Road? No. It's actually pretty cool. It's actually good action, um, but it's very different to this one. Um, is Woman Warrior in the new one? No, but it is Ch- uh, Char- Charlie's Theron. Uh, I like her. Yeah. And she plays a badass. Like, yeah, she's awesome. So if you like her, it's pretty good. And, it, and it's, what's his name? Um, the guy that played Venom. Um, Tom something? Yeah, Tom, yeah, whatever. Tom something. So, but, but I, you know what? The movie was great. And listen, you, you, you can't talk 80s without thinking of, you know, Vernon Wells. And the role that he had in this movie, to me, was, was cooler than Mad Max. Like, he, he had the best role in the movie. Oh, yeah. So um, 
it's totally worth watching. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I don't think a lot of the movies that we see, I get because the way movies look nowadays, it's like the term date it. But I think for this, it's so ahead of its time from then because visually it looks so cool, the dystopian future where they filmed. And now that in fact, you told me they shot in 16 days. So, something like that, yeah. yeah. And like I said, it, yes, it is dated, but for that time, it's, yeah. it, it's so ahead of its time. You know, yeah. and, I, and I think it might have done, if I read correctly, either the first one or second one did better than Star Wars, like opening weekend or something like oh, that. Oh, I saw like, that, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I, you know, f- for this movie, it did very well. Yeah, no, you know what? I think this is our highest Rotten Tomato score of a sequel. Easily, well, right? Easily. I, um, I don't know. If, I don't know. If the, I don't know what Die Hard, maybe Die Hard get anything. No, I don't think Die Hard 2 had that high, but maybe Caddyshack 2 had that. <laughs> I was thinking either that or Son of the Mask, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, this movie is great. And, and I, I would say this is, you know, rarely do we get a, a movie that the sequel's better than the first movie. This is one of them. Yeah, no. So, uh, so that's it. That's Mad Max 2. So the next movie that we're going to be covering is a horror classic. It basically threw out uh, all the sequels that were made to it. And basically said they never happened. And then this is the sequel that we're going to be covering. It's Return to Sleepaway Camp. It came out in 2008. We were lucky enough to interview Mike Marino. So some people would be like, oh, who's Mike Marino? A lot of the guys behind the scenes, you're not going to know. But man, when you guys see his IMDb, the work that he's done, the currently, just the thing that he's working on currently, he's working on The Batman. And we talked about that. He's working on the Penguin makeup for Colin Farrell. And he's done True Detective. Man, just such a cool guy. Everything he's worked on. He does all Heidi Klum's Halloween costumes. And he's from Jamie's Neck of the Woods, which is pretty cool. Yeah. No, it, it, you look and you look at his, like, the, the work he's done. Forget the IMDb. It, just look at it. Like, even his, um, his Instagram, oh, you yeah. see all this makeup stuff. It's very cool. It's very and cool. And he was one of the coolest guys. The conversation was, like, just two bros thrown out. It was cool. I really had a blast talking to him. So yeah, so return to Sleepaway the Camp, Mike Marino. And don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast. Follow us on all social media at Sequels Only. And don't forget to check out our website, sequelsonly.com. Good night. Good night.